are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Jay's a non-engineer who's launched a SaaS tool called Summarize.com, helping podcasts and YouTube hosts cut up their content, summarize it, and then market it back out on platforms. First non-line of code written in January this year, he got going, brought on a co-founder. Four months later, they split equity 40, uh, 50%, 50%. Monthly recurring revenue today is called 2000 bucks, of which 30 customers paying 30 bucks a month is the recurring fee. They do another pay-as-you-go model that makes up another 1K on top of that. They've already grown this month in July 2023. They've already collected $3.4 million of revenue. His goal is to hit 20000 a month by the end of the year. We will see what happens. Hey folks, my guest today is Jay Desai. He's a three times first marketing hire, previously helped a startup grow from six clients to 400 in under a year that's now exited, currently co-founder of Summarize. He's built the MVP in one week through no code and $100 and now is head of marketing at Captivate Talent Building, uh, Captivate Talent Building out inbound from zero. Jay, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So just to be clear, you're doing your own startup at Summarize, but you have a safety net, you have a backup plan, head of marketing at Captivate Talent, huh? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, makes it a little bit easier. I've done the uh, founder role before without that safety net, and uh, it's not as fun. <laughs> Don't you have to cut the safety net, though, so that you have no choice but to exceed at the start, succeed at the startup? Definitely. But, you know, I have a lot of like personal, like, I guess, risk factors as well. So, you know, I just got a house with my fiance. Uh, you know, we have a car, we've got other things to take care of bills and all of those things. So it makes it a little bit easier where it feels like instead of coming from a place of like, I need to start making revenue like as fast as possible, because I need to recoup my investment, which is essentially draining from my personal bank account. Um, to, hey, like we can actually make smart decisions, think a little bit more long-term versus like, I need to collect as much cash as possible to to have that safety net. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the product, uh, specifically a customer that's using you today and how they use you. Yeah, so we're used by a lot of podcast hosts, content creators, content marketing teams. Essentially what they'll do is they'll drop in either their podcast file or video content, including like webinars, customer interviews. And we use AI to basically summarize that. So we split it out. We give you the timestamps, quotes from each section, overall summary, title suggestions. We turn it into LinkedIn posts, Twitter threads, blog posts, uh, just basically a bunch of stuff. And all you do is like upload a file, fill out a couple of items on a form. And then we just deliver the content back to you in about five to 10 minutes. And what's the average customer pay you per month to use the tech? So our average customer pays us close to $30 a month. Um, I think our the last time I checked, our uh, average order value is about $28. That's great. And put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the business? So I originally launched it back at the beginning of January. It took me about a week to build out the MVP. We get a break actually at Captivate Talent between Christmas and New Year. So I spent that week building out a first version of the product. Uh, Launched at January 1st, and uh, the first version was built on no code. I brought in a co-founder about four months in, and we've been working on it ever since together. Um, what what equity premium do you get over your other co-founder because you took the risk four months earlier? 
we actually decided to split it down the middle. And the reason for that is because a few other competitors started popping up as well around the same time. And I don't have a technical background. And these other competitors also had like two or three co-founders. So for me, I kind of had to make a decision like, do I want to get 100% of a grape or 25% of a watermelon? And I decided splitting it down the middle kind of aligned incentives. And I think that made the most sense for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, the big question is, can the grape turn into a watermelon? Because if you know it can't, then you'd rather own 100% of the grape, right? Um, so let's dive into that a bit more growth, right? So you got your first customer earlier this year, got your MVP live. How many customers are using the platform today? So we have about 30 customers on the actual subscription, but we also have a pay as you go model. And we've acquired more customers through there. So we have like a total of uh, 70 customers around 70 customers that are basically have paid for the product at some point or another. So on the recurring side, 30 customers paying on average 30 per month would put you about a thousand bucks a monthly recurring revenue. How much do you make on top of that for the pay as you go stuff in June last year, last month? So last month we did about $2,000 in net volume. So that's after taking out all of our stripe fees. And obviously we have some other costs over there as well. And then this month, actually month to date, we've already done about $3,400. And what's your success rate in terms of converting one-off pay-as-you-go projects into monthly recurring predictable fees? Yeah. So it kind of depends. Honestly, the pay-as-you-go users end up sticking on closer to a pay-as-you-go plan because their content needs are usually changing. Like We just had a customer actually today that just did uh, another pay-as-you-go. So I wouldn't say like it's a fair, even like conversion. It's more of, hey, do I have like consistent content needs that I need to do repurposing? Or is my podcast video content going to fluctuate month to month? And so that's kind of where a user would make a decision whether to go for a subscription or pay as you go. Interesting. And have you bootstrapped this so far today or have you raised capital? Uh, completely bootstrap. My investment personally was about $100, which we've way more than over like got back at this point. So this point, I kind of consider it as I'm playing with house money, essentially. Mm-hmm. So what what would it take for you to quit the full-time gig and go all in here? Because you have competitors, to your point, working and trying to kill you that are all in. Yeah. So for me, I think our goal for the end of the year is to reach about 20K in MRR. That's our big like goal. I think we're making a lot of progress over there. And that can be... It doesn't necessarily have to be 100% 20K MRR. It can be 20K in net volume sales. Like I said, we're already done month to date 3400 this month. Uh, So that would get me to move in full time, although we are trying to be a little bit smarter about how we allocate our capital. And I'm really big on capital allocation, capital efficiency. So we are actually working with a lot of creators as well to kind of promote the product and kind of create some of that growth as well to kind of basically subsidize the fact that we we are not able to put in full time work yet into it. Mm What's the moat? I mean, 20,000 a month divided by $30 a month means you need to sign up over 600 customers up from 30 today. That's a lot of growth. I mean, how do you go? Why why is a customer going to pick you over all the other products that do this sort of, hey, podcast, YouTube repurposing stuff? Yeah. So we really focus in on the quality of the content. So I've been a podcast host myself, actually. I grew a podcast from zero to about 100K plus in downloads. And then I've since left being that host position and that's been acquired by the HubSpot like podcast network as well. So I've done that before. I've worked for post-production before and I kind of know what quality is kind of needed as well to not just kind of check the box off of doing the work, uh, but also kind of generate results as well and grow your audience and actually build, uh, build something effective with your content. 
So that's really what the moat is that we're going on is that we feel that we can solve the problem better than anyone else can. A lot of these other competitors are kind of just checking the box on content repurposing, but that doesn't mean you're going to get extra results and actually drive revenue or customers at the end of the day. And that's what we're really focused on. Mm -hmm. And what are your all in expenses monthly today? Are you guys profitable? Yeah, we are profitable. So our monthly, our burn essentially per month is about $250. The last time I checked this month, we might be actually closer to about 300 or 325. But yeah, we are profitable. Everything that's coming in, like well, I that's said, you not paying yourself and your co-founder. It sounds like not paying him or herself either, correct? Yeah, that is correct. So I guess, how did you convince the co- whoever your partner is to effectively work for free? Yeah, so we had actually worked on a project for a little bit a couple of years ago. Uh, so I worked on another kind of startup that kind of crashed and burned. I got a decent amount of traction, but wasn't monetizing at the beginning, which was the mistake was the on name my of part. Swipely. Okay. So I I started that, and then I tried to see if he wanted to join on. I found him through Indie Hackers actually, and he was like, "This project really isn't for me." Uh, let's try something new from scratch. Uh, this was kind of when I, at this point, I was, I, I was drawing from my personal bank account and I was kind of put into like a stressful kind of position in terms of not generating enough revenue to support what I needed. And so we worked on a new product together for a little bit, didn't really see much traction. And I kind of took a full-time job. That's the one that's at Captivate right now. And then I reached out to him about four months into launching this new product, Summarize. And I said, hey, I have like five customers over here. Here's the MRR value. Here's how much money I've made. And I think this has a lot of legs on it. There's some competitors popping up. Are you interested in getting in this space, like getting involved? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I believe in the product. I I think we work well together. So that's kind of how we decided to uh, partner up. Um, you price You price per number of minutes. Why is that? So the reason that we do that is it's basically based off of our cost. And also it makes a lot more sense for the end user. If you kind of think about content repurposing and changing things up, it takes way more time to go through an episode that's 60 minutes long than it does for 15 minutes. So that's one part of it. And then even our costs as well, how our costs come out, our costs are generally fluctuating. Our variable costs are basically fluctuating based on how long content is. And so it makes a lot of sense for us to charge per minute. We actually did it first. Uh, so I started per minute. And then now basically all the other competitors are are also charging per minute uh, as well. I mean, I, it's hard for me to follow the whole per minute thing because like you don't want to charge for your time. And it sounds like you're not using software necessarily to generate these videos. There's real humans doing work here. Is that accurate or not? Yeah, so we're using the software for it. And then we actually charge per hour. So obviously, like we we have like an estimate per minute. But it basically we charge per hour. So you're either getting like two hours per month, three hours per month. And then we have like different bulk, bulk pricing options, uh, smaller pay as you go options. That's three hours yeah. though of end produced video. So if I get a 30 second video, you know, that counts against the three hour total allocation. Yeah. So if you submit a 30 second video, we'll take off 30 seconds from your account. Sorry, what I'm asking is, is three hours the time it takes you to do the work? Or is that the end number of minutes produced by Summarize? That's the end number of minutes. So like essentially the way that we're charging. So for this podcast episode, if it's 15 minutes, so typically what happens for a user is they'll basically go into their podcast recording software if they're using Zoom or Riverside or something. 
they'll record an episode. Let's say it's like 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe their editor trims out some parts of it. Let's say it goes down to like 15 minutes. They upload a file uh, that's 15 minutes long. Um, we basically charge them for that 15 minutes against whatever either yeah. subscription so or it's not the end produced. Have. If you use if you, you if you watch that 15 minutes summarized does and you then create a 30 second promo, they're counted 15 minutes against the three hour uh, a, l- a limit, not 15 seconds, not the end timeline. Yeah, so we're re- we're repurposing that whole episode. So we're creating social content across that whole episode. We're creating like a blog across that whole episode. So we look at basically all of the audio from that entire episode. Got it. Got it. Okay. And just uh, there's two of you today, or is there more? Uh, just two of us right now. Two of you guys. Great. And um, cool. Bootstrap today. You have a couple hundred bucks of your own money in. You're scaling. You want to get to uh, twenty thousand a month by the end of this uh, end of this um, year. I guess G- give me some secrets here for podcast hosts that are listening in. Right. You work with our friend Alina uh, at Chili Piper. The the folks that are using short form content to promote longer form episodes. What are they doing the best in terms of actually growing their number of downloads and audience? So in terms of what they're doing. Uh, they're just kind of posting in multiple places. So that's like a big part of it as well. And then also optimizing how you post. So for instance, we, we provide keywords as well. So if you use podcast hosting, uh, there's that section when you upload your episode where you can kind of put in your keywords, uh, having a good title also can make a difference. Having the right description can make a difference. So that's a part of the podcast hosting. Even on the YouTube side, we provide you like a SEO or like a search optimized, YouTube optimized description tags over there, titles as well. Um, and then kind of posting even on social, we have very much invested in having the right structure over there to just perform versus like, you know, big chunk paragraphs or stuff like that. I'm sure you've probably scrolled past a lot of that stuff before. Even on the email side, um, everything is kind of built out to how actual humans read it and how it performs. So it looks like I guess if I had to like pull a quote from a customer that you know, it looks like it's been trained on the the top performing creators across all of these channels, essentially. Jay, on that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book? Uh, my favorite book is Deep Work. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I There is a lot that I am following. I think uh, for me being in the AI space, definitely uh, Sam from OpenAI. So that's got to be the one. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Summarize? My favorite online tool, uh, probably actually, you know, I'd say there's a lot. Segment is actually a really good one. We haven't actually implemented it. I've done it on a couple of other products before, um, but it's like incredible for kind of matching that customer data together. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get about seven hours of sleep. Sleep is something that's super important to me. I, If you see me with four hours of sleep, I do not function very well. All right. Situation <laughs> married, single kids. I think you're married, right? Uh, I have a fiance, so engaged. Very cool. No kids yet? No kids. All right. How old are you, Jay? <laughs> I am 28 years old. Going to be 29 in two months. Awesome. And last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Something I wish I knew when I was 20, honestly, just get started on things. If you have an idea, just get started and figure out the rest. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, that's something I'm trying to get better and better at each and every day. Guys, Jay's a non-engineer who's launched a SaaS tool called Summarize.com, helping podcasts and YouTube hosts cut up their content, summarize it, and then market it back out on platforms. 
first non-line of code written in January this year. He got going, brought on a co-founder. Four months later, they split equity 40, uh, 50%, 50%. Monthly recurring revenue today is called 2000 bucks, of which 30 customers paying 30 bucks a month is the recurring fee. They do another pay-as-you-go model that makes up another 1K on top of that. They've already grown this month in July 2023. They've already collected $3.4 million of revenue. His goal is to hit 20000 a month by the end of the year. We will see what happens. Jay, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks so much, Nathan. Thanks for having me.